Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. Hope you're all doing well. Episode 20. Episode 20. Good heavens. Looks like we made it, look how far we come now baby, might have took the long way, look at what we would be missing, what would we be missing on, on 20 episodes, eh, just, <laughs> is, isn't that an indictment on, on this podcast, I can't, I can't think of one fucking story, I mean the, the, the chicken fajita story, episode one, that's, that, this is bad isn't it, I don't even know. As if you're reflecting on 20 episodes as well, Carl, you fucking... You die love Savage Garden. Don't even remember what that was. That's what you get. Who knows? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Here's for another 20. Good night. Thank you. I'm in a good mood today. I really am. What we've been doing. So, uh, Lily's been waking us up with singing, which is class. She's two and a half. She's just... Honestly, it's just... It's the best age. It's like every age seems like it's the best age at the minute. I don't want to bang on too much. I know there's non-parents who listen and all that. Right now, honestly, just being a dad is just absolutely class. She, she woke us up the day singing Itsy Bitsy Spider, but she changed the spider to, what was it, man? It was like a tiger. So it was the Itsy Bitsy Tiger. And it's just, I mean, if you don't have, you've not met her, so I get it. Anyone else banging on about the kid, it's the most boring thing ever. But I just want to say it's put me in a very good mood. I was getting ready. We've got these mirrored wardrobes as well. These like mirrored fitted wardrobes. And I don't think she's seen it before. I opened one of them because I'm sat there just getting ready. And Lily's like, she can see two reflections of herself and it blew her mind. So she's been saying all day, there's two lilies. I can see two lilies. Spoke, uh, dropped her off at her grand's. There's two lilies. It's just, it's been a day of two lilies, but it puts me in a good mood. I got to the gym. I, I dropped, uh, dropped Sophie off at work and then looped back, dropped Lily off at her grand's. And then I went back again to the gym. The gym and Sophie's works like right next to each other. So it's a bit annoying. But what else am I going to do at 8 o'clock in the morning? You know, at least at least you're up. You're up. You've got a good head start on the day. Get yourself straight to the gym. Haven't done any exercise for about three days now. So although I went trampolining yesterday, that was fun. Went to this new one in Durham. Well, it's new to me. You know, it's, it's, it could have been there forever. But that's... Uh, well, if I've not seen it, it's new to me. It was great. Because normally... I went with I went with Ramsey, and obviously we had with kids as well. It wasn't just me. Well, I say that it wasn't just me and him. You know, I've just blatantly told you that we went 
for my 30th birthday when it was me and Ant. It was class, man, honestly. It was so much fun. We normally just go, me and Lily just go to like a trampoline park where there's a there's a soft play. But this one, this was like, had like a little, like a little food hall section, which was closed, albeit like, which is a good job because I would have blatantly got a slice of pizza or a hot dog or something. But it's apparently it's jumping on the weekends. It's great. So this little food court was there. A Peppa Pig bouncy castle, which was amazing. Lily loving Peppa Pig. At the, at the moment, all she's watching is Peppa Pig. So when she saw Peppa Pig bouncy castle, she couldn't believe her luck. Then you've got the soft play. Then you've got the trampoline bit. So had a good, a good two and a half hour workout there. I don't know if I should tell you this, actually. I told Sophie and she didn't seem too impressed. But, you know, from our house to where it was, it was 45 minutes. And that's including rush hour traffic because the session started at half nine. So by the time we get there, I've had two cups of coffee and we're, you know, we're toilet training Lily. So I was like, right, come on, we'll go, we'll go in the, in the toilet straight away. And she doesn't want to go in the cubicle. So I'm the only bloke in the gents. So I put Lily down. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. I put Lily down on a potty and she's just having a wee in the, in the gents. And I'm stood at the urinal having like a good, it was, there was a good amount of force behind it. And she's just like, Daddy, Daddy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah we'll, we'll do Peppa Pig in a second. She was like, no, Daddy, water. And I'd looked and I was like, oh, fuck. I, <laughs> I splashed her. <laughs> I splashed my own daughter. So I was like, I thought she was far away enough from the... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thankfully, it only went on a jacket, right? And like, it was the arm of the jacket and we've washed it and that, so it's fine. But, you know, that's the... That's the the nice version. The horrible story is how was trampolining? I pissed on me kid. <laughs> uh, indirectly, it was an indirect foul. <laughs> so, oh bless her little heart. So innocent as well. Doesn't even daddy water. I was like, oh god, I felt so bad. But you know, it, it, it was an accident. It's not as if I was like, <laughs> like you stand there, Lily. I'm just going to wee on you. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a, a, a genuine mistake. But uh, I could not share that with you. <laughs> you know what? I told Sophie, and she didn't say, "Don't tell her on the podcast." So that's as good as, yeah, tell her on the podcast. I've I've said some things in the past, and Sophie's dad's got it back to Sophie, and she was like, "Ah, oh, no, no, we're not. Uh, we'll not be going down that road." So cheers, Trevor. Thanks for that, mate. Um, he's coming up actually this weekend. It'll be nice to see him. By the time this goes out, he's already been and gone. So, uh, and you'll be listening to this. You would have just got back. Hey, this is like uh, Back to the Future. This this is like the Back to the Future three. The DeLorean has been lying there for the full eighty five years or whatever it was. What was it? It was eighteen fifty five. Nineteen fifty five goes back to eighteen. No, it was eighteen eighty five, and then he sees it again in nineteen fifty five. So what's that? Eighty five. Ninety five. 100, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 70 years. So, yeah, was it worth doing it if I had to work the maths out? Let's just say, hey, it's like Back to the Future, isn't it? When the, the DeLorean's been there for 70 years, you know? By the time you listen to this, Trevor, you've already made the journey all the way back down. I hope you had a safe journey, and uh, it's been a great weekend spending it with you. Obviously, I'm just basing that on good faith because this is recorded in the past. So yeah, pissed on Lily. Uh, what else happened at the trampoline park? Did, I mean, not much really. Just Lily and Ramsey's youngest were just having a, a lovely, a lovely time. It's it, it's been it's nice when the kids start getting to the certain age where they can start playing with each other, and it's not, 
you know, I can start taking a bigger bit of a bit of a back seat now, you know. Next time I might just see if Lily fancies driving there herself and I'll just stop in the house, won't I? Eh? Yeah. So what was I saying in the trampoline? Oh yeah, so I went to the gym the day. So although I didn't have a proper uh, uh, conventional workout, I did have a two and a half hours worth of trampoline and soft play yesterday. So I went back to me before Christmas, before I put like a load of Christmas weight on, I went back to the interval sprints. So you run on an incline of 2% and then set it to 10 kilometers an hour and just do that for two kilometers and then start doing 40 seconds, you know, sprinting at 18 and then have a 30 seconds off and repeat that as many times as you can. I got up to seven the day. I, I thought I'll just do five and then I got up to five and it was like I'd ran 4.3k and I was like, well, I need to get up to five now, you know. So it was horrible. I was sweating. And I just had to get off the trampoline, get off the trampoline, get off the treadmill. And I just went on like all fours next to the, the treadmill. Just it was the only comfortable position I could. I wanted to lie in the recovery position, but I thought, no, I don't I don't want I don't want to make a scene. But I did anyway because one of the members of staff had to come over and check on us. I was like, oh yeah, sorry, this is just this is just my life now, you know. <laughs> this is just <laughs> this is how I recover from normal exercise. People think I'm dying. <laughs> Did a load of emails in the car on the way back. Yeah, obviously, before I set off, right? Just a bottle of water in the car before you set off from the gym. Did a load of weights as well, by the way. I didn't want you thinking I just did that and then fucked off. No, I did a load of weights. Started, yeah, starting sorting some emails out because. Uh, there's going to be something else coming out soon as well. So, you know, the patron, the special, the comedy special, that's going to be set up very, very soon. I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking to patron at the moment, just kind of working the the kinks out and all that. I, again, this is like an old dog, new tricks. I'm trying to just figure out what the best way to do because I, I want to do the comedy special, but then I want to start launching stuff with the podcast as well. But, you know, you can't really be doing, doing stuff with the podcast when you're only 20 episodes in, but... I've got the stand-up comedy special that was filmed at the Tyne Theatre in 4K cameras, about eight of the cameras. I've got them ready to go. So they're figuring that out. So figuring that out. But the other thing that we've been doing, so not the tour I've just been on, which was Watch Till the End in 2023. The the tour I was on the year before that, which was just Carl Hutchinson Live, because I, I didn't, I couldn't even think of a generic title. So I was like, ah, fuck it. We'll just call it Carl Hutchinson Live. So that one in 2022 a documentary crew actually followed us round, and uh, me and Anth, and we've got like a whole a whole documentary, like a whole hour documentary of stand-up comedy, what life is like on the road, what life is like as a comedian, uh, what 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 it's like on stage, before the gig, after the gig, all that. To, you, you know, you're, if you're a big fan of comedy documentaries, then there's another one coming out. So what we've been doing, we've been talking to some venues such as Barnard Castle, Annick Playhouse, uh, talking to Durham Gala Theatre there, North Halliton Forum, and we're going to be trying to like put on this documentary like a little, just like a little, you know, a little teaser campaign. So you have part one, you go and see the documentary in the cinema, and then part two, me and Anth come out and the film crew and we do a little Q&A. So there'll be more on that. So we're sorting that out as well. You know, you've got to have, you've got to have a few, was it irons in the fire? Is it irons in the fire or lions in the fire? Genuine question. No, irons. You can't have, you wouldn't, why would you have lions in a fire? Or lons? Lons? Right, you've got to have stuff going on all the time. So, you know, in a good mood with that. I'm a big fan of comedy documentaries. You know, the, my favourite, my go-to one is When Stand Up Stood Out. I, I want to get the name right, Frank Samalita. 
and it's all about the the Boston comedy scene in the in the late seventies, early eighties, as I recall. And it follows the the boom of stand up comedy in 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 Boston in particular, but in in America on a wider scale. If you've never seen it before, if you're a big fan of comedy documentaries, it's sitting there on YouTube now. It's one of those ones where I watch it maybe twice a year. Like sometimes I have to give myself about a year off just so I can go back and watch it and some of it's still new to us so I, so I don't know the whole thing back to front so who's in that one Barry Crimmins uh, Dennis Leary's in that Stephen Wright you know it talks about how Stephen Wright got on the Johnny Carson show for the uh, for the first time he got his big break because it was a mad story so the the talent scout or whoever booked the stand-up comedy for the Johnny Carson show his daughter happened to be Going, happened to be of the right age where she's going to university and she's going to Boston University. And so he sends a you know a note or he calls a comedy club in Boston uh, and he says, can you can you put on like a bit of a showcase? I'm going to be in Boston anyway with my daughter. Can you put on this this big showcase? So it's something like, you know, 20, 20 comedians are all all there. And who's the, who's the guy, man? Who, what am I telling you? Fucking the Boston guy. I'm, I'm going to try my best not to look at my phone. Lenny Clark, there we go, Lenny Clark, that's who I was trying to think of, so, you know, Lenny Clark was like Mr. Boston, and he was the MC from what I remember, and, you know, everyone's everyone's doing like a showcase for the, the Johnny Carson show, and it was Stephen Wright who, who ended up doing it, you know, the, sto- the story on the documentary, they explain like, everybody else was waiting for the guy in the car park afterwards, trying to get a bit of feedback, how did I do? And the one guy who wasn't there for the feedback was was Stephen Wright, who ended up getting it. And then it, it's so similar to like the UK stand-up scene as well. There's like, there's there's pockets of it that you can recognize. You know, there's there's bitterness in some people as well. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite. So he, he came along like, you know, probably about 10 years after uh, the initial wave and and he was like on the circuit so uh, for such a small amount of time and then he got propelled he was, he was doing police academy and he was doing this and that you know he became like a big megastar and then it talks about you know how the bitterness got into stand up it's just a, it's a great it's a great documentary watch that and know that i've got another one coming out <laughs> what's another one the road comedian i am road comic i am comic i am road comic just any anything that's what that's what I tend to do sometimes in hotels, you know. Just when you're away, there's no no. I mean, there's loads to do now. I've given myself so much to do all the time now. I've got my phone turned off. That's why it took us a while to think of Lenny Clark. I've, I've got my phone turned off because I had it on during the recording of the podcast last week, and I had like a little. Uh, well, it's on airplane mode. Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say. It's on airplane mode. I had like a little notification come up. And it was on YouTube because of what I'm doing. I'm putting all of my TikTok videos and all of my stand-up clips. I'm putting all of that on YouTube now for YouTube Shorts because you know there's another audience there as well. I just I don't know what it is. Like I had a oh my voice went weird there, didn't it? That wasn't a technical thing. That was like my tongue rolled. I went I don't know what what it is. I don't know what it is. But I just had this epiphany at like 35, 36. I just woke up and I was just like, fucking hell, Carl, you're not working hard enough. You know, it's it's. I don't know. I think I don't know if that just becomes from like being a dad, or you know the the responsibilities of you know Lily's gonna, you know not only are you gonna be paying for Lily, but you're gonna she's gonna want to go up and get married and university deposit on a house and all that, and you just and you go well, it's not enough just to be on tour. You know what I mean? Let's let's see what else what else can I be doing while I'm away? So, hence the podcast, hence the YouTube, hence the documentary, hence the the Patreon thing. Just trying to. You know, realizing that I thought I was working and, and trying to do a new show every year as well. 
and and it was that thing of like I thought I thought I was doing enough. You know, I thought, oh, a, a tour a year, that's 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 enough. A new show, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of a lot of downtime that you could be taking advantage of, which I am right now. But yeah, so the phone was off because last episode when I was recording the podcast, I just got like a little notification, and I was like, oh, great, one of me, one of my YouTube videos is doing well. And I looked, and it was a comment, and I don't know how to turn the comments off so I don't get notified, so I don't they don't come directly to me fucking email, but one. <laughs> <laughs> One of the comments is just, um, please stop uploading videos to the internet. <laughs> you just go, for fuck's sake. I'm in the middle of doing a podcast as well. You know what I mean? I'm in the middle of just putting myself out there. I'm just, I'm trying my best, you know. And you just get shit like that. You go, oh God, you know. But you can't, you can't be doing this job and not have thick skin and not get deterred by all that type of stuff you know you at the end of the day you go that's the type of person who comments on youtube so that tells you everything you need to know about that person it's not worthy of a comment uh back and all that you know you just it's what what's that analogy people use now if you had 86 grand in your bank account and somebody nicked the tenner would you be that bothered and you go well probably not well that's how many seconds are in the day so if somebody annoys you for 10 seconds you know what what you go right great that's fine Unless it's a, unless it's a Clive, or a, is it Clive? And you parked your car there, and I had to walk around. <laughs> you know, unless it, Gene, Gene is from Greece. The waiter's from Greece. You know, unless it's something like that, you know, that, unless it's something in real life, you know, then you're allowed to get annoyed, and you're allowed to, I love doing that voice. I, I, I don't know if I told you where that voice actually comes from. Me and Ramsey were on a plane one time. We are going to, must have been going down somewhere, Bristol, Cardiff. Anytime you go there, it's, it's easier to get the flight from Newcastle to Bristol and then you, you get the transfers from there. And one time I was sat in the wrong seat on a plane. You know, sometimes you're just used to getting on a train and, you know, if there's no reservations or the reservations are off, you sit there. So one time I literally, I got the seat wrong by one row. So it wasn't as if I was having, it wasn't as if I was having an aisle seat. And I'm nicking an aisle seat. It was literally like, I'm in 20, he was in 21. So we just, we could have sat either way. We both would have had the aisle. And he just went, excuse me. And I went, oh, sorry. Yeah, he went, I'm there. <laughs> I still remember his face, honestly. He looked like he was about to cry. I was like, oh, shit, sorry. I thought this was 20. He's like, no, it's 21. <laughs> like, we're both by ourselves. Like, who gives a fuck? Just, you know, but he, honestly, he looked so sad. He was just sat there. He's, excuse me. I'm there. <laughs> fucking idiot. I wasn't talking about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get annoyed by people. Okay. <laughs> Do you know that happened eight years ago? <laughs> I'm a walking contradiction, fucking hell. Hey, if you, if somebody takes 10 seconds out of your 86... To, hey, he had something that happened to me for 10 seconds eight years ago, and I can still see his face, the stupid fucking prick. <laughs> As always, don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right with the storm as well. What is it, Storm Jocelyn? I'm looking out. I'm looking out me, me back. I'm, I'm in the house. I'm looking out me. What can I not? Why can't you say this word? Back garden. I'm looking at me back garden. Fucking hell. And yeah, we've got the... The outdoor furniture, that's, uh, that's been through the ringer. The, we've got two sofas. They're like tucked into one of the corners of the, the back garden. Thankfully, that they've remained. The big table's heavy as fuck, so that's that's there still. But then you've got two benches. You've got two like long stool benches. They're just fucking turned over. Like a couple of, couple of cows that have been out on the piss. And I'm not moving. I'm not moving them until it's all... And the, and the covers are off. The outdoor covers are off, but I'm not going to... I'm not moving until I know Jocelyn's fucked off, and then and then we can do the, you know. Otherwise, you're just doing it every what every every six hours or something when there's a big gust of wind. I used to I used to be out there no matter whatever the weather, you know. I, I could do it about five or six times a day sometimes, but I guess from you know to being a dad, being a parent, having so much to do now, you don't really give a fuck about these things. It'll be fine. It's outdoor furniture. That's what it's made for, but. Got a wheelie bin in the front garden as well. I might keep that for a bit, just make the, you know, make, make myself look a bit, bit more white trash, you know. Oh, be careful with the storm. In fact, I don't want to tempt that too much in case something happens. I, I could be slagging off storm, storm Jacqueline, not Jacqueline, Jocelyn. Sorry, Miss Jacqueline. It wasn't that, was it? It was Miss Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. Never meant to make you. You know, we had an English teacher called Miss Jackson. But she wasn't my English teacher. So when that song came out, I remember being really gutted that I wasn't in Miss Jackson's class because everybody in the class, anytime the tea, hey, we'll have less of that, pissing about at the back. Sorry, Miss Jackson. And then everyone was like, hey, it was, it was the best. And I remember like a year later, like something really like, like either a year or 18 months and she was doing, and I never had her for English, but she did a cover lesson once, once me uh, science teacher was off. Let's try and get this right. I remember that being a physics room. So who did I have for physics? Miss Story. Yeah, so Miss Story was off and Miss Jackson covered Miss Story's lesson. And I remember she told the class, or she told me off and, and I went, sorry, Miss Jackson. And it, like, not only did it like, like, did I get told off by the teacher? She was like, look, I've had that. Okay, that's been out for a year. That's outdated. We, we don't do that anymore. Like, she's obviously, <laughs> but I was like, no, but it's the first time for me. Do you not understand? <laughs> and even the rest of the classmates were like, oh, Carl, no, it's fucking old stuff, that man. How are you? <laughs> I was like, God, God, I've never got to do it before. Please, come on. So I'm waiting for Storm Jocelyn to get fucked. 
and then I can slag. I, I hate the the hysteria that is around uh, storms. But again, please don't blow me roof off or cause damage to me house or anything like that. But just honestly, people are fucking pathetic. Man. Oh, it's windy. It's weather warnings. Be careful. Be careful in the wind. Why? It's windy. Oh, God. Don't be driving places if you don't have to because it's windy. Fucking shut up, man. Clive's win. Hey, uh, speaking of Clive, I was at the gym the day, as I said. Did I tell you I went to the gym? And I'm on the treadmill and they had televising pool, which I thought was was uh, quite peculiar. So I was forced to watch it. And I noticed there was one guy called Cleve. It was like American pool. <laughs> and he was just called Cleve. Imagine Steve, but it was Cleve, not Clive. Hello, I'm Cleve. Sorry, did you say Clive? No. Did you say Steve? No. Cleve. I got an email from a Steve, actually. I've got, I've got an email from a Steve, and I've also got an, an email from uh, from someone called Emma. Now, I, there's no... Hopefully, I might get better at this as time goes on, but it's it's one of the first messages I've had like this, so let's just um, not try and sound like a jackass, Carl. So... <clears throat> Hi, Carl. This is a quick. This is from Emma. Hi, Carl. This is a quick thank you for the podcast. My granddad passed away last week, and your podcast has had me really laughing today. So, just want to say thank you for bringing some joy at a rubbish time. Look forward to listening every week, Emma. Well, thanks very much for that, Emma. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. I hope uh, things are better, or you're coping as well as as you can be expected to be. So, I really appreciate you getting in touch. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And then I had one from Steve who says, Hi Carl, really enjoyed when you went through some of the old material. It's very insightful to see what makes a cut, what doesn't make the cut. I was just wondering if you didn't mind. Do you have any other particular stories that you wouldn't mind sharing? Keep up the good work. Thanks for the podcast. Wow, thanks Steve. I didn't know how that was going to go. I really didn't. I uh, I thought, is this just Carl going through his old his old stuff? But it's I went, I went through and I mean, so what are you asking for, Steve, really? What, you, what we're saying here, Steve? We're saying, Hi Carl, do you... Do you have any more old shite that didn't make the show? <laughs> yes, I have boxes and boxes of old shite. And I've tried to, as as you request, I've tried to go through some of the more palatable stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it. This is, this is some of the old gear part two here. I mean, some of them, I don't even know. Like, I've just got like, what is this one from what, 2016? And this one just says, song sold to advert. Ah, there's something right okay that that does ring a bell you know if a song yeah if a song gets sold to an advert then you know that's the end of the song you know that i can't possibly enjoy the song anymore so it's the i got my mind set on you like it might have been a good i got my mind but now i just associate that with sofas and i don't even know if that's for a sofa i just do you know what i mean it's just you know if it, it, it just it transcends it becomes an advert song it doesn't become a real song anymore but that's that, you know. Fifteen minute recipes: onion slash do the garlic. I can only assume that's me because do is in quotations, so you know, like the verb to do the garlic. But fucking hell, that's not an idea. Carl, you've got a cheat call on that an idea. Parents' breakfast in bed. What was that? Oh yeah, when I was <laughs> when I was six, I, I got up and I tried to make me mum and dad breakfast in bed, and I just got like it was just a bowl of cereal each but I didn't want to carry the cereal with the milk upstairs so I just got like a big jug of milk and two bowls of dry cereal and I went into my mum and dad's bedroom at like six in the morning <laughs> and I must have tripped so I woke them up by <laughs> by just throwing a load of milk on them <laughs> oh god 
Oh, my mum was just like, oh, call. And then I just remember my dad was just went, oh, oh, what's this? Oh, Christine, what's he done this for? Like, he, he didn't even, he didn't even know. <laughs> he didn't even know that was a nice thing. And then when you're a kid and something happens and you're upset, you just cry. And so I guess never got to the bottom of, of telling them I was actually trying to do a nice thing, you know. And I've just got some other daft little ones. There's always a crisp packet in a skip. And that's that's as far, far as it went. What's this one say? Sex in the bed is rank, isn't it? Because <laughs> you're essentially doing exercise in the bed. You're doing push-ups or interval sprints or burpees. And then when you lie down, all the sweat gets absorbed. And then there's, I mean, that's not really... Oh, that's a, Barely an observation, isn't it? There's no good time to have sex. That's what I was trying to say. There's no good time. Before work, there's no time. After work, you both stink. Before dinner, you're both starving. After dinner, you get cramp. You can't have lasagna cramps. You can't have sex after lasagna. Weekend, Saturday, there's stuff to do. You need to go get up, look at lamps. Saturday night, X Factor, you're full from the Chinese. Sunday morning, you're full from the leftover Chinese. Plus, your mom and dad are coming around. Sunday night, you need to get ready for work. So you end up sex is relegated to once a week, midweek on a Wednesday. It's scheduled. Excuse me, can we have the sex, please? So you're back from work, straight in the shower. You've got to get clean. You have a light snack to keep you going. You have the sex. You have a second shower. You change your sheets. You have your dinner. You watch The Apprentice. You pretend the whole thing never happened. Again, that just doesn't sound... It's all right. And it's not just what... You just go, what... It, it, it just didn't make the cut. So when you're young... So you're trying to get a, a joke out of this call, fucking hell. When you're young, you used to think, why do people get so excited when they get pregnant? I get it now. They go, hey, good news, you had sex. You got pregnant, well done. That means they either skip meals, miss work, or the bed smells. Yeah, just uh, decent enough ideas, but ultimately the punchline isn't isn't there. I've been sat there waiting like a dick. We'll wait there like a nicer person. That's <laughs> not bad. And then I've just got Uptown Girl written down. Uptown Girl, what happened there? That's when I lived in Manchester, and I told you last week when I would run from the school, go from the school to the train station to go and do whatever gig. One time, me, I think my suitcase, I think my zip broke on the way, so I had to call into this proper dodgy-looking fucking shop. If it's still there, I'll be fascinated. It was in between Rush Home and Longside, and it, it's right next to the Asda, and I think it's either Little or Rinaldi across the street from there. If you live in that area... M24, I want to say. I'm not, don't get fancy trying to get the... What was my postcode in Rush Home? M145LX. But yeah, so it's, it, it's on that that route from, from Rush Home to Longside. And uh, yeah, the shop was called Uptown Girl. And I bought a suitcase for £12. And I got halfway from Uptown Girl to Manchester Piccadilly on foot. And the handle of the suitcase... I, I don't know why that would be ever considered to be a stand-up story. But again, you write, you write all of these things out. Pump on a train. Ah, yeah, that one. Yeah. I was coming back from Camberley, and it was like a Sunday morning. That, that was Beast from the East, actually, I remember. Beast from the East, so I was getting an extra early train. I was getting the earliest train from Camberley back to London, King's Cross, so that I could then get from King's Cross to Newcastle. So, you know, you wake up early sometimes. You don't have a chance to go to the bathroom or anything like that, and it wants to start coming out on the train. Horrible. So I'm sat there on the train. You know them horrible Southwest trains where there's it's like big, Chunks of three three seats. It's like it's, I'm sat on like a three seat and there's a table or something. I, I can't remember now, but it was. I'm sat there and then this lovely family gets on. Like it, they look like if you were like show me a family from a catalogue. It was like this idyllic family that got on, and there was this lovely dog as well. 
lovely little white dog. I don't know breeds of dogs. I don't know dogs and I don't know cars. People are, oh yeah, that's a such and such. I fucking, I don't know. I think you've got too much time on your hands. Who knows? And I'm and they sit right next to us and I'm like, I'm trying my best to hold hold all these pumps in. And eventually, you know, you've just got to like shuffle about a bit. You just like, it's like, right. And then lean forward and you just try and like get a something out. So I'm like, I'm hugging the suitcase almost for leverage. And I'm just like, So it was quiet enough. If, if this was the Metro, I would have done it between Gateshead and Central Station when you know it's nice and loud. Do you know what I mean? But I didn't know I didn't know the track. I didn't know the route. So I'm just trying my best to be as quiet as I can. I, I mean, but then I just heard, like, the dad of the family. He's just like, oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, 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 that's, oh, that's vile. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, that's disgusting. That's what you're saying. Oh, that's disgusting. It's like Terence and Philip. Oh, that's just, that that's disgusting. I say that's disgusting. And then he went, um, he went. Is that is that Daisy? And he was like, meaning the dog. And I was just like, right, just keep keep your head down, Carl. You'll just blame the dog. That's fine. Just keep your head down, blame the dog. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I don't know. It might be Daisy. Daisy, are you feeling all right? Like I was like, oh shit. And I went. And then the dad like just went, we'll have to take it to the vets. Like really serious. And I was like, oh shit. Like I hope. I hope everything's fine, obviously. If <laughs> like I'm fine with blaming the dog, but I don't want the dog to be put down just because I want to fucking get home early. <laughs> there you go, Steve. Hope you enjoyed some more from the archive. And I'll tell you what, there's plenty more where that came from. So do yourself a favour and don't ask for any good for it. But I want to say a big thank you to everybody who's came to the first three versions of the new show, Today Years Old. So that's Constant Rugby Club, that is Barnard Castle, The Witham, and that is North Allerton Forum. I had three back-to-back shows. I've got another three back-to-back shows this week. I'm going to be doing Annick Playhouse, and then I'm going to be doing, ah, God, Hexham Queen's Hall, and then another place in concert. Uh, there's another, and then a mathematician, another type of mathematician, and a statistician. So I'm going to be doing all that. Um, all those uh, work in progress shows are sold out now, which doesn't matter because by the time you hear this, I've, I've fucking done them anyway. But it was mad though. So you go on and it all, you know, I think it's just because I'm in that in that groove now of, of, of you know, doing this has helped as well. So thank you to everyone who's listened and kept this, you know, viable and made sure I can go forward with it because having to even just talk once a week, you know, with with different stuff, that that's helped so much when it comes to start writing a new stand-up show as well so cheers for that so i went on with 14 pages front and back at concert rugby club and i think the show was 80 minutes eight zero minutes in the end it's funny though when honestly the you write stuff and you're so brave when you're writing it and there was one bit about like you know do you ever not have phone signal and the person next to you seems to have full signal and i'm going into it and it's just like you know and they're like international facetiming each other and i can't even download the rest of a body of an email and they're like ah ha 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 and i'm going oh no wonder they're laughing so much because i've got full set and then i would we just had this moment where like i stopped halfway and i looked at the crowd it were the crowd were fucking so good they were like laughing at loads of stuff and then i did that and it was like i got fuck off and I just, you have to have this moment. You just go, oh, that was shite, that wasn't it? That was really shite. And I wouldn't care. Because, like a stupid twat, and you make the same mistake over and over when you're writing new stuff. You think you're a better comedian, but I always fall in the trap of, 
you, you don't ever build callbacks into a work in progress show because there's no guarantee that the thing you, you're basing it around is going to work. And I built fucking two callbacks to that bit. So I just fucked the whole show. But fine, so you go, right, no worries, that takes care of that. So by the next day, you take out, I think we did the Barnard, so there was so much goodwill after the first show. And then Barnard Castle, the second show, I got 80 minutes and 14 pages down to 70 minutes, and I believe it was six pages. 14 pages front and back is when everything's written out word for word. The next day, it was like, yeah, kind of word for word. Like, you go, what will I remember? What do I need to write down? So you, you condense the notes, condense the time. And Barnard Castle, I tell you what, that you are lovely people. I know you's, I know you's love, you must love us because it sells out every year. But fucking hell, you didn't give me an inch. And that's why, that's why you're in the work in progress shows. Because the, there's something about that room where you just feel like you're dying on your ass for the full... I, I've, I've done me full, you know, finished show in that room before, and I've got off, felt like I've died on my ass, and then apparently everyone loves it. So, Barnard Castle, you kicked the shit out of me, and you took me down a peg in a good way. I can't stress that enough. I still love you. I hope you still love me. And you got, you got the 70-minute show down to another... I think it was by the next day, we went to the Forum in North Allerton, 65 minutes and it was one page and it was one page with bullet points and, and then that went you know now now it gets down to the nitty gritty you know now I've listened to that show twice now I've listened to the third show twice because you just want to reduce reduce each time and now I'm pretty sure I can get that down to 50 and memorize it by the end of the week so by the fighting words here concert rugby club you'll be oh no it's it's another venue in concert but the last show of this six week of this six show run the idea is to go on with no notes and see, you know, see where I am there. Because that—that's just how I work. I don't think the proper writing begins with, until you're on stage and you know it back, back to front and whatnot. So three shows in, no complaints. Absolutely love them. And here's to another three. Yous have been great. Thank you all very, very much for listening. I hope you have a lovely rest of the week. It's been lovely talking to you as always. As I stare at me wall, uh, nice to know so many people are listening. Have a good one. Cheers now. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.